Datology Coach podcast teaser episode. To listen to the full episode, go to datologycoach.substack.com and become a subscriber. In this week's episode, we talk about coworker harassment, covert manipulation, and why Aiden Shaw really was a very toxic boyfriend. And sticking with that Sex in the City theme, we talk about why burger might not have been that bad. We also cover some men who are very disappointed that their AI sex robots now understand consent. And to wrap it up, we cover coded language in men's dating profiles to let you know what they're really looking for. Become a subscriber at datologycoach.substack.com. Your subscription will get you full-length weekly podcast episodes, dating-related articles, and admission to our weekly dating advice and support Zoom session. Submit your dating questions at hello at datologycoach.com or go to datologycoach.com and click ask a question. Follow us on Instagram at datologypod. Follow me on Instagram at the Kristen M, T-H-E-C-H-R-I-S-T-A-N-M. Follow me on TikTok at datologycoach. Coming up this week, we have a free dating advice and support Zoom session. This is open to everybody. You don't have to be a subscriber to the Substack. Go to datologycoach.substack.com to RSVP. Or you can go to datologycoach.com, click work with me, and then click group sessions. Enjoy the episode. So I got mentioned in this, or I got tagged, not mentioned, in this woman's uh, TikTok. And she's talking about Aiden and Carrie from Sex and the City and how. Uh, you know, this, this comment, so she's replying to a comment and she says, and the comment says, Aiden was husband goals. She was a damn fool. And and this is her response. Surprised at how many people think that Carrie is actually being manipulated by Aiden. So I can understand the people that are like, listen, like Carrie clearly likes this push and pull dynamic she has with Big. She doesn't really know what to do with Aiden. He's kind of boring. She's into the drama. Yes. But I'm not expecting people to say things like, well, Aiden is actually not a nice guy. He's emotionally manipulative. He wants to control her or he hates her guts. He actually doesn't like her as a person. And he's always trying to like do these little things here and there. And I think that's wild. I'll tell you why. The examples that people bring up are things like, well, he's trying to get her to stop smoking. He takes her to his cabin. He tries to show her the outdoors a little bit. He wants her to be around his booth to help him in events because he has his own business and he needs help. He brings his dog in and she's like not really loving him, but she's, she's trying to get them to bond. And all of these reasons, for all of these reasons, this is why he's trying to change Carrie and he doesn't really like her. Remember my video about romantic perfectionism? Okay, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go see it, because this is exactly what we're doing. We are reinforcing this idea that just because someone has a different lifestyle and they're trying to integrate you into their life and it's something that you've never done before or considered before, then that should be what, a red flag? Let's also remember that Aiden told her from the get-go, his deal breaker was that he was not going to date a girl who smokes. And she said, okay. She tried to accommodate him. And honestly, if that is your fundamental character quality that you smoke and you feel like someone's trying to take that away from you because that's who you are fundamentally at your core. Okay, fine. But in this case where we're talking about just general lifestyle quirks, qualities, whatever you want to call them, that he's trying to maybe show her or maybe bring her into, this is not toxic in any way. He's not manipulating her. This is what happens in a relationship where you're getting to know someone. 
we've created such a crazy expectation around what our romantic partner is supposed to look like. They're supposed to be exactly like us, have the same hobbies, like everything we like, hate everything we hate. I mean, when did this become the norm? Why can't we just be with someone and decide, hey, you know what? You like camping and I don't. It's okay. You can go with your friends. I can go do something else. Why is it that we need to feel like our characters are being questioned if someone else likes to wake up early and someone likes to sleep in late? Okay. (laughs) Now, I I can appreciate what she's doing, but there's something I need that really needs to be uh, remembered here. First of all, this is a character written 15 years ago. Mm Mm-hmm when things were a little bit different and everyone's like, oh, that is like perfect husband material, maybe 15 years ago, but now we're we're smarter now. And the thing that has, that really is sticking out to me about Aiden and Carrie is Aiden knew exactly who Carrie was, Mm -hmm. right? Like right before they reunited that second time, she goes to his apartment and she's on the street and he's in the, comes downstairs right before he screams, you know, you broke my heart. Yeah. She's like, look, you know, I miss you and I've missed you. And it's not just because you look good and you should know that you do. And she says, you know, look, you know, bad habits gone. And she pulls out a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. (laughs) And she (laughs) and she thrusts, look, gone as though it's that easy. Yeah. So he knew like, hey, dude, she still has bad habits. Yeah. And you decided to give it another go. Like you knew who she was and him trying to get her to go to the the cabin and him bringing her to the fucking booth bitch, you know, being a booth bitch or whatever, bringing him to his events. How much of that was just him not trusting her and always wanted him around her around him? Well, not only that, but like he makes zero effort to enter her world. Right. 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 It's all all about integrating her into his world. Right. And And zero effort is made on his part. He stays home with a bucket of chicken. Exactly. And she either goes out with the girls or she goes out with Stanford or she goes out with that white Lotus guy, the the gay shoes salesman. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's who he was. Mm -hmm. Like he that's that was the first time I I remember seeing him. And he was in White Lotus a couple seasons ago. Um, But yeah. But the other thing that will forever now that i see it and now i can identify it (laughs) so it's very clear that anytime someone tries to get close to carrie she freaks out right like the, the, the more he tries to get close to her and get her to let him in the more she retreats the more she pulls back it gives her the ick it's it's not so much that it get well it it might give her the ick it triggers her whatever she's got clear emotional like intimacy issues yeah however rather than say okay this is someone with some emotional some some intimacy issues um maybe i should tread a little carefully maybe i should be more aware of that what does he do he tries harder he pushes harder because it's about his ego he's pissed and frustrated that she's not letting him in on his timeline. Well, I I think too, in Aiden's eyes, he's the catch. And that he's doing her a favor. Cause she's such a mess. She's a smoker and she spends all her money on shoes. And she doesn't back up her computer. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, she is a mess, to be fair. I mean, she is. But why, like, why would you want to date someone? But this is what I mean. Like, thinks you're a mess. (laughs) Right. And it definitely, 
I think he went into, listen to us talking about him like he's a fucking real person. Yeah. But he went into that situation knowing who she was and then spent the entirety of the relationship trying to change her her and trying to fix her. That's, that's, that's the word trying to fix her. And he grew more and more frustrated. And what did he do when he grew frustrated? He became passive aggressive. Yep. Instead of saying, look, you know, you're not letting me in, da, 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 that fight that they have. Because what did he do? Leave all his shit in her apartment. Yeah. I would have, I, I, no, I can't, I can't function in, in chaos. I can't with a mess around. No, I don't care that you live here. Clean this shit up. This is my home. I have stuff to do. Figure it out. And yeah, it's not a great relationship. I've been being this strong for years. Yeah. And he's telling her, like, you need to get rid of this. Why? Why does she need to do that? Right. Because it's not valuable to him. Right. Yeah. Right. But yep. sure, let's keep your fucking dog here. Not that I don't like dogs. You know, I yeah. love dogs. Well, but like, yeah. like, oh, okay. You want to talk about room? You brought your dog into my studio apartment. Right. Two people the, the dog was really a plot element that um should not have been introduced because the it was never it was never resolved. <laughs> like what happened to Pete? <laughs> Justice for Pete and bring yeah. back burger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she also analyzed now that I now that I now that we you brought that up, can I play something else that sure. she analyzed? And it, it's with Burger. Okay. So this is the episode where she's read his book, mm-hmm. and he's looking for like honest feedback. Is he? That's <laughs> one huge problem. You have your leading lady running all over town wearing a scrunchie. A scrunchie. Uh. that scene <laughs> the whole time i was like shut up shut up stop talking stop talking yeah because she's not paying attention to him at all and how's he how he's reacting to this yeah his his face is doing some things his face is doing some things he's a good actor <laughs> he is he has every right to be mad in my opinion agreed it's uh, not it's not useful feedback it's not useful feedback for a book that's already already published. been published <laughs> It's not useful feedback. It, this is just a case of Carrie being very self-involved and not being considerate of somebody else's feelings and not not reading the room because you can literally... And Ron Livingston really was great in this scene. So good. Because you see his body kind of shrink. Like you can see his just his demeanor and everything with every little thing she says. Like he just... He slouches a little bit more and a little bit more. I thought it was just like physically, I thought he was, he did such a great job and she just wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, he went out with her and she was, she was trying way too hard. She knew she had fucked up and she was trying way too hard to let him know, like reassure him, which just made it worse because it's like, dude, it's out there. It's done. You know, you just, you know, and apparently didn't know that his book was failing. Yeah. How tuned out must you be to not know that your boyfriend's book is not performing well. Maybe it's not getting great reviews. Maybe like you would know that. It's not like you don't work in the same industry. Uh, I don't know that she would know that, but I mean, the way her character is written, we like the writers of sex in the city certainly conflated all writers. Mm -hmm. They all know each other. (laughs) Right. And, but but I, I do see how Carrie and Berger are like not at all running in the same circles. Which is why I have a little bit of a different take on this, um, okay. this scrunchy interaction. Okay. Because I, I think that um, the scrunchy interaction is frequently interpreted as being about her harping on this this one thing um, and it deflating his ego, mm-hmm. right? And it, it really, I think, is an oversimplification to say Berger's ego is fragile, but mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. as all male writer egos are. Right. <laughs> um. But I think that uh, is a little bit of an oversimplification. And in this moment, I think he's, I think like we see that character witness in real time, a fundamental incompatibility. Yes. And it's so hopeless right. in his eyes right. that he re- he just responds with a post-it. <laughs> right. Because that really, like you said, it was a fundamental incompatibility. And I I say that this is the hill I will die on, and I still <laughs> want to bring back Burger because mm-hmm. I I think like we we just there's so much left to do with this character. As it really <laughs> but, was. But I'm gonna die on this hill that the the scrunchy interaction is frequently oversimplified. Um, because my other example is the is it Prada loafers or a shirt? She shirt by him the shirt. Okay. So that moment, right, when they're out shopping and she's like, she's trying to make it all about like, oh, well, we can both enjoy my success, right? Like mm-hmm. my my thing isn't a threat to your thing. And I think he's in that situation thinking like, I'm man, I'm just a regular dude who happens to live in New York. Like, I don't want to be a guy who shops at Prada. Right. Right. Again. And I And I don't need my book to be commercially successful right like mm-hmm. i'm just trying to make enough money to live to live right and be respected in the literary circles and i'm out with this fucking sex columnist <laughs> who's making way more than i'm making even though her writing is absolute garbage <laughs> and it is <laughs> um and i think he's just like yeah nah no nah. <laughs> right like that was another fundamental incompatibility they just but, 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 but she was trying, she was trying to change him. She was trying to get him to be more vapid, <laughs> more vapid, more stylish, uh-huh. you know, um, and be more, more what she sees herself with. Right. Right. Yep. And he's just like, like you said, like, I'm, I'm in a t-shirt and jeans. Right. Right. Like, I don't think he's ever wearing anything but a t-shirt and jeans the whole time he's there and that crappy, like, leather or suede jacket that he wore. The yeah, brown one. when he drops, he's just not that into you. I feel like he's he's a little dressed up, 
but yeah i mean we certainly never see him well i mean i would say he dresses on par with aiden who's Uh, a carpenter (laughs) 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 right but we're never gonna see him yeah he's like he dresses on par with aiden and steve he's not on par with big who we frequently see in a tux mm-hmm. um but i i don't i mean this is like maybe going like deeper than we need to but there are only like four outfits for men okay yeah that's that's true right? let's let's <laughs> let's pull it back from the from the clothes but she again like really wasn't seeing him for who he was she wasn't right. seeing him exactly like she was trying so hard to make him fit a mold right yep like to, she was trying so hard to make him be something and they were uh, and they were and the, and i think that along with like he clearly wasn't ready he was still with the breakup and fuck you and fuck you he was still there right. this was doomed from the start right but she was trying she, she was trying to make him into the type of guy she wanted to date but conversely when he showed up with the motorcycle he was doing the same thing what do you mean? He because he knew how she was going to be dressed, right? And he he would know that riding a motorcycle to this event would mm-hmm. pose a challenge to her, right? In that you know her outfit would get messed up, her hair would get messed up, or or both. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, I see your point. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. he he tried to push her and be like, you know, you can wear what you want to wear, but you have to be comfortable with imperfection, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or with with dropping that veneer, right of pretension, right? Like the 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 whole time the relationship, like they just didn't fit, just very incompatible. Very <laughs> incompatible. <laughs> um, okay, this this finishes the Sex in the City analysis. It's a deep dive, folks. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing stuff like this, obviously, because I'm a I'm a nerd uh, and I'm a writer, and I like to. I'm so glad that we got to to talk about Burger again, though, because, like I said, I I I feel like he's not given the depth of analysis that mm-hmm. character really warrants. Right, I agree. Um, okay, uh, let's go now to a, a a TikTok that you sent me. Uh, speaking of lack of depth, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> So the uh, the cover says translating male preferences, and the creator is Cecilia Regina two seven five. So there was such a great response to my video yesterday of the girl doing pull-ups and me talking about what male preferences actually mean, but I thought I would do some male preference translations for you. So if a, a guy says, or he's writing on his online dating profile, he wants a woman who takes care of herself, is fit, in shape, active. What he means is skinny. The guy doesn't care if she maintains her weight by doing yoga or lines of coke as long as she has a low body weight, but big boobs and a nice butt. There's an old joke. How do you make five pounds of fat look good to a man? Put a nipple on it. (laughs) Men will put in all kinds of words to substitute for thin. Someone who likes hiking, biking, any kind of sport they don't actually do. Just means skinny. When he says he wants a woman with a good sense of humor, what that means is someone who laughs at his jokes. He does not want a woman who is actually funny or, God forbid, funnier than him. There's a line in Age of Innocence by Edith Wharton. The man's thinking about his fiance. Uh, he says she had a good sense of humor, chiefly proved by her laughing at his jokes. This book was published in 1920, over a century ago, and nothing has changed. Uh, old-fashioned or traditional so he wants someone who believes in old-school gender roles but isn't too old-fashioned to have sex with him before marriage so he wants all the advantages of traditional life 
and all the sexual freedom of a contemporary one. It's BS. Same thing, wants a good girl. Again, this just means he wants the ego stroke of having a girl with a low body count, but he's still going to expect her to sleep with him pretty early at that and to perform like a porn star. Uh, my favorite, girl next door slash all-American girl. This means white. Bonus points if a man of color says something like, I'm a sucker for blue eyes or freckles, or something that is phenotypically incredibly rare amongst women of his own background. Like, dude, just say you like white girls and go. <laughs> this is typically the preference that gets men whining more than any other. Oh, I can't like what I like. Babe, like whatever you want, and I'm sure women of color do not want you. The problem is when you're continually bringing up what you supposedly don't want. That's when you have an issue with self-hate, xenophobia, or racism. If I don't like something, I'm not continually talking about why I don't like it and how gross it is. I myself cannot stand licorice, hate licorice. I don't think about it from one of the year to the next. If somebody offers me some, I say, no, thank you. If I see someone eating licorice, I don't run up and slap it out of their hands and say, how can you eat that? It's so gross. I don't walk into the store screaming about how I hate licorice. I just buy some peanut butter cups and go home. If you have a preference for white women, but you're always talking about how much you hate or can't stand Indian women, Latina women, or other women of color, and how they're so gross and not feminine enough, and they're too dark or whatever, that's your stuff. You have issues. Work on that. The reverse of that is actually when a white guy is overly invested in another culture, typically an Asian one, though I've seen it happen with other countries as well. Like this guy is taught in Japan and he's got to tell you he knows Japanese and he loves the culture and the people are so much more welcoming and he just feels like he identifies so much more with them. That's just a sub rosa way of making his fetish for Japanese women seem deeper than it is. Oh, I respect your culture. No, you don't. You're superimposing your fantasy onto this woman because of where she comes from. There are millions of women in Japan. They don't all think the same. They don't have the same hobbies. They don't feel the same. You can't possibly identify with every one of them. So if you're saying Japanese women are your type, you're just fetishizing an entire culture. Asian women, Black women, Latina women are ethnic groups. We're not types. <laughs> We're individuals. All different people with their own minds, not a monolith. Because you dated one or multiples does not mean you know anything about the others or even really the ones you dated. Which brings me to any variation of a man saying, I don't get along with women from my own culture. Slash, I'm looking at a woman. This guy wants a relationship with the power and balance. He assumes that women from other countries are going to let him dominate. He probably doesn't know anything about that country. The history, the values, the culture, doesn't speak the language. All he knows is that the women might be poor or disadvantaged, and he's ready to take full advantage of that. Now, right here in this country, a popular one is not woke, moderate, middle of the road. If a guy says he wants a woman like that, he means conservative. If he says moderate or middle of the road, he is a conservative looking for a conservative. Any kind of buzzword like, oh, wokeness has gone too far. He doesn't want someone who's, quote, too liberal or too woke. He's a Trump supporter. Uh, oh, my favorite. Feminine or submissive? Lesser. He's looking for someone to dominate. There have been so many about this. I don't have to go deeper into that one. Oh. Also, another use for the phrase, a woman who takes care of herself. It really just means a woman who fills all his beauty criteria. So, you know, like a woman who's shaving or hot waxing everything, legs, arms, armpits, eyebrows, like no hair anywhere besides your head. Any woman who takes care of herself, let's be clear, that phrase has nothing to do with self-care because that is hard, painful, expensive labor that some women do to fit into a very niche beauty standard. Prefer whatever you want, but this phrase implies that women have an obligation to do that. 
Now, conversely, a very popular one is he wants a natural woman. He doesn't actually mean someone who does not shave her legs, doesn't wear makeup. What he means is you're supposed to do all that maintenance above, but not let him know you do it. You're supposed to be naturally beautiful. And that absolves him of any responsibility towards how you look. So he doesn't have to help you with maintenance or pay for anything like that. So the fact. Okay. You got all of them. (laughs) All of them. We no longer need to make the dictionary. (laughs) Right. Right. And I, you know, I never picked up on all American girl, girl next door being code for white. Oh, I never picked up on that. As soon as she said it, I was like, white but i i don't remember ever like seeing it in men's profiles thank Mm -hmm. god (laughs) yeah but yeah that definitely means white Mm -hmm. 